um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. I'll you know, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and I worship an unconventional deity, the power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Welcome to episode number 30-something, one, one, I think, 31 of the David Allen Show. Def definitely, definitely 31. Definitely 30. Thank definitely you. 31. Thanks for sticking with us, those of you that have stuck with us. Our vast audience that has stuck with us through the thick and the thin. Of course, I'm an excellent podcaster. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, this is the David Allen Show at davidallenshow.com. Uh, I thought we'd start something on a humorous note. This was uh, a church uh, did uh, had a lady come up to do announcements. This harveststringlake.org. This happened September 13th. Uh, published 13, so September 11 was the date this this was out there. Um, this is why sometimes maybe you should have a script. I don't know. Well, good morning, Harvest. I'm going to jump right in because I have a sheet load of announcements, and if I take too long, Chris is going to start playing the uh, she didn't mean music. Oh, funny! Oh, let's, funny! Let's just provide grace over everything. <laughs> you, you said a sheet load of announcements. In the south. Don't worry about it. Play the guitar player behind her. How to get fired from your job? Okay. I have a whole paper of announcements. Perfect. And absolutely no time for all this laughter. Okay, here you go. Oh. Ha! I thought that was humorous. It's a good way to lighten the mood. You know, she probably actually meant it that way, too. <laughs> they should fire her. No. Someone commented on Facebook and said, uh, this is why we don't do announcements anymore. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so anything happened this week? Yeah, apparently uh, Colin Powell's <laughs> emails have been leaked, oh, hacked yeah. and leaked. Yeah. The Colin Powell. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd heard about that. Um, and not only have they been hacked and leaked, but the the uh, Colin Powell, his Powell, his people said, yes, these are his emails. Oh, so this isn't so this speculating. Isn't a joke. Nope. This, this is, is not speculation. <laughs> Apparently, former Secretary of State Colin Powell will be a reluctant supporter of Hillary Clinton should he choose to pull the lever for the Democratic nominee in November. In one of the latest email leaks by DC Leaks, Powell explains why he would rather not vote for Clinton despite their friendship. Quote, I'd rather not vote for her, although she is a friend I respect. Why, Colin? A 70-year-old <laughs> person with a long track record, unbridled ambition, greedy, non-transformational, non with a husband still... <clears throat> uh, doing something to bimbos at home according to the New York Post. Um, Powell's refreshing, or <laughs> refreshing, <laughs> he's referring no, to I a May 13 <laughs> New York Post report that identifies Julie Tauber McMahon, McMahon, a wealthy blonde divorcee known by the Secret Service moniker Energizer, as Bill Clinton's mistress. 
The salty email was tweeted out earlier today by CBS News digital editor Will Ron and is likely to make things awkward the next time Powell and Clinton sit down for dinner together. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you should just shut up and email. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should go back to the handwritten letter. You or, can't hack that very easy. Well, and, and if you do, it's a federal crime. Or just do what, like, uh, mobsters do. You just kind of go over in the corner and whisper in each other's ears, you know. Then you don't have to worry about it at all. Well, there's that. <clears throat> that. Yeah, and even that doesn't work, because I saw this video of uh, uh, Biden. It was highly inappropriate. He's There was a... Uh, photo op with this family, <laughs> and there was a 13-year-old girl. Did you see that uh-huh. or hear about that? I yeah. saw it. Yeah. <clears throat> Did he try to kiss her? He uh, leaned down and said something. It looked like he tried to kiss her, and she well, pulls away from him. Do you know what I saw that? He didn't say that. There's no way he saw that. No way at all. Yeah. Or no way he said that, because well, you can't tell. But the fact that he talked to her and then tried to kiss her, and she pulled away. Joe, stop kissing people. It's that simple. I, I don't, I, I don't get it at all. Don't get it at all. One thing I noticed. Yes. One thing I, one thing I noticed. With him. Is that he has the sincere smile down just pat. I mean, he can turn it on left and right. He is... Oh, he's a dirty grandpa. Oh. Without question. He fits the bill. Oh, (laughs) man. Maybe not the bill. Well. Well, he's of the same mold. Uh, I... Yeah. So, so anyways, um, Colin Powell. So, so that's, uh... The other interesting thing I thought he said uh, that she he tried to tell her not to to do the whole thing with the email and not to drag him down in on this, which was interesting. <clears throat> so over the weekend, there was a picture that surfaced about the globe um, after Hillary had the courage. We'll say, I mean, Apple has courage to remove a headphone jack. And they, they, they have the courage to do that, and they'll tell you about it. Sure. So she had the courage, we'll say, to call at least half of the supporters of Trump um, deplorables. Deplorables. So there was yeah. a, a picture, a photo meme that was created of the dis, the, the Dependables, which is a movie starring all of them, um, uh, Rambo. Oh, not no. Not it's uh, it? uh, it's not the dependable. Is it the pe- dependables? Isn't it? I thought it was. Ah, maybe you're right. Yeah, but yeah, it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's it. And, and even uh, Chuck Norris the... oh, yeah. showed yeah, up. Yep, yep. Anyway, it's a picture of them with with heads of of people of the deplorables on there. Um, it's got. I see Ben Carson, uh, Chris Christie, one of the Trump kids, uh, Donald as the main guy, clearly. Um, then there's a frog. There's a there's a frog. A frog. There's um, Rudy Giuliani. Oh oh oh! Alex Jones is back there. Milo Yanilopoulos is back there. 
Oh. Um, and then Don Jr. Stephen Crawford. It's uh, the dispense, the, I'm sorry, the name of the- Dependables? <laughs> what? No, it's- I don't, I'm not talking the, the adult diaper. No, I know you're not. <laughs> Although they, <laughs> they fit that mold. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Like, uh, wasn't it uh, Mark Twain said that um, politicians are like diapers and they need to be... Expendables. Expendables. Yeah. That was close. They're dependable. Expendables. <laughs> yeah, Mark Twain said that politicians are like diapers and they need to be changed for the same reason. <clears throat> Frequently for the same reason. Yes. Anyways. Um, but, well, so this picture went out. Okay, got it. Um. And instead of the expendables, it's the, the the deplorables, and it's these all these. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the people. Anyway, um, and then Don Junior, Don Trump Junior's his official Twitter page posted this out. And is it Twitter or Instagram? Twitter, I believe. Um, no, that I don't know. It doesn't matter. A social media outlet that you can find if you search the interweb. And under that, he said, "A friend sent me this. Apparently, I made the cut as one of the deplorables." Ha ha ha. All kidding aside, I am honored to be grouped with the hardworking men and women of this great nation that have supported at real Donald Trump and know that he can fix the mess created by politicians in Washington. He's fighting for you and will never quit. Thanks for your trust. Hashtag, hashtag, a bunch of hashtags. Mm. And funny thing is they made hashtag basket of deplorables is now a trending hashtag, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, HillaryClinton.com. The official website of Hillary. Okay. September 13, which I believe is two days ago. Yep. From today. Today's the 15th. Yep. For all you math wizards. <laughs> yep. Headline, Donald Trump, Pepe the Frog, and White Supremacists. An explainer. That cartoon frog is more sinister than you might realize. This is on HillaryClinton.com. Now, the header picture is Donald Trump's eyebrows. Which I don't know why she's pimping for him on her website unless they hacked her website, which mm, you never know. Over the weekend, Donald Trump's son and one of his closest advisors posted an odd photo on their social media accounts. And then they have the picture with the quote underneath it. And then Ro Roger Stone, he's another one that posted it. Saying, I'm so proud to be one of the deplorables. Um, this raised some important questions. This is the, the blog post on HillaryClinton.com. Why is there a frog standing directly behind Trump? Well, that's Pepe. He's a symbol associated with white supremacy. What? Wait, really? White supremacy? That's right. Please explain. I mean, because this is how you want a, a blog post to be written from the potential president of the U.S., right? Right. Here's the short version. Pepe is a cartoon frog who began his internet life as an innocent meme enjoyed by teenagers and pop stars alike. But in recent months, Pepe's been almost entirely co-opted by the white supremacists who call themselves the, quote, alt-right. I don't think they call themselves that. I think Hillary might call them that. Yeah. They've decided to take back Pepe by adding swastikas and other symbols of anti-Semitism and white supremacy. Quote, we basically mixed Pepe in with Nazi propaganda, etc. We built that association, one prominent white supremacist told the Daily Beast. Trump has retweeted his white supremacist supporters with regularity, but the connection between the alt-right and his campaign continues to strengthen. 
Trump has been slow to disavow support from Ku Klux Klansmen and white supremacy groups, and he recently hired Breitbart.com's Steve Bannon as his campaign CEO. And Bannon isn't shy about the fact that his news, quote-unquote, organization is the, quote, platform for the alt-right. And now white supremacists have given Pepe the Frog some Trump hair, and the candidate's own son says he's honored to be grouped with him. Let me get this straight. Trump's presidential campaign is posting memes associated with white supremacy online? Yes. But it's just his son and one of his closest advisors, right? Nope. Then they show a thing, a tweet from at real Donald Trump with a picture of him, Donald the Frog, behind the president's podium with Trump hair. Just curious, who else is in this photo? Notably, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, who believes the government was behind the 9-11 and the new town was completely fake, and Breitbart's Milo Yanniopoulos, whose racism and bigotry is so egregious that Twitter banned him from using their site. This is horrifying. Yes, what can I do? They banned a game. Vote. <clears throat> Shh, he's not. No, it doesn't matter. He's not the correct kind of gay man. He's a gay man full of hate. So he's a gate? <laughs> so... So... <laughs> I'm... Is it safe to say I'm tired of this politics this year? I would. I mean, I would go out on a limb and say, yeah. Before we get to some more Hillary crap, uh, if you watch, which you didn't, and so I, you know, I, this is because you didn't, and I, I, I did, so you didn't have to. Thank you. Thank I you. did the research. Um, That's why I still apparently have an appetite. Apparently during Monday Night Football, this last Monday. Oh, uh, a a no, no. a man. Is this American football or is yes, this soccer? This is football, American football. Correct. Okay. Football. It's not okay. soccer. Okay. It's football. Other way. F U T B O L. Okay. Anyway. All right. I didn't know if it was just your accent. One of the announcers on Monday Night Football on ESPN. Oh. Um, had some fun with a patron, fan, crazy person that decided he needed to. Uh, run onto the field during the play. Third and four, looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes they're coming the blue from the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. <laughs> That is great. Uh, that was that the most was... exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. That was a great call. All right, I'm ready for the last 11:31 now, Kevin. Let's go. <laughs> that was great. See why you should maybe occasionally watch nope. football. <laughs> you know why? I don't have to because they're going to replay it anyways. Oh, that's true. The good stuff. Yeah. See, so remember, I'm the type of guy that. Likes to read the spoilers on movies before I watch them. Do you read I, a book from the back? If I could. Yeah. 
I will read the synopsis first because I want to know whether or not I want to, um, you know, put that much time into something. Okay. Now, uh, last on Sunday, November 11. November 11? 15 years after um, three buildings fell down. You mean September two 11? Of them, September 11, okay. 2001. Two of those buildings yep. um, had like big things run into them. Yep. And they fell. And one was detonated. One of them fell down beautifully without yep. being damaged yep. um, structurally. Anyway, <laughs> uh, from the outside. Yep. It's another story. Fell, fell within its footprint. Perfect. Beautiful. I mean, free fall. Anyway. Um, well, one question. Mes- one question. Mm-hmm. Was Building 7, did that have some like information in there or whatever? No. No. So what's the speculation on why they, they brought that down? Um, lots of cash. Uh, oh, because it was insured. A- a- NSA was there. No, I think the two <laughs> towers one and two were insured. Okay, for four bill. No, four billion each was it? I think. Okay, billion dollars B with a B. Okay, but then, but then uh, seven. So seven housed the NSA. It housed CIA. Housed Secret Service. I think housed FBI. So there um, was records that had no, to go. Nope. No, it c- couldn't have been. I mean, it clearly fell apart because of fire. Okay. That's what they tell us. But if you were Alex no, Jones. No, it doesn't matter. Alex Jones would Alex say. Alex Jones. He's the one that wants Rachel to open a pickle, a pickle can. A can of pickles with a twist of your hand. Yeah. yeah. You can't. You have to pop. It's got to have a pop when you open that can of pickles. <laughs> Did he deconstruct that? Yes. <laughs> you didn't see that? No. Oh, man. <laughs> he wasn't being funny, was he? No. Alex Jones is never funny. <laughs> I don't think he has a, a sarcastic bone in his body. <laughs> or he's always sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. No, he totally, they totally ripped that apart. Anyway, um, Hillary had a, a a medical episode. Yeah, I heard that on Sunday. You know, and rather than go, rather than going to a place with some of the best medical professionals, she went to the next best place. Her daughter's apartment. Her daughter's apartment. Because everybody know, you know, and I had heard that when Reagan got shot, they tried to go to Chelsea's apartment. Um, but the traffic was so bad they had to be diverted to a hospital. So so it's not just her. Okay. Other presidents. Well, yeah. Anyways. Sidetracked, thanks a lot. <clears throat> Sorry, there may be something else I need to get here first. Hold on. Uh a, a doctor on the Microsoft NB uh network business channel. MSNBC, is that what it is? No, that's not it. Um, what's her name? Who? Well, oh, Hillary? Okay. No, Clinton? <laughs> no, the, the doctor. Oh, Dr. Devi uh, Nampiaparampil. Nam, Nampiapar, Nampiaparampil. <laughs> Do you need to sit down? <laughs> Dr. Devi Nampiaparampil was a ho, a, a guest, a guest <laughs> on the host. She was a guest on, cl- um, uh, the MSNBC, MSLSD, MB, who's that? What? <laughs> That's what Mark Levin calls it. Does he really? MSLSD, yeah. Uh, regarding with uh, Chris, uh, MSNBC's Chris Chansing, uh, co- co- contributor, Dr. Debbie Nam, I gotta get that name, Nampia Para. You don't have to. <laughs> you could say whatever and I'll trust you. 
Just call Yannanopoulos. Dr. N. Dr. N. Uh, was talking because the, the video footage you saw it too, I Dr. believe. Dr. N from Not Around Here. Dr. N. D.N. D.N. Oh, okay. Dr. Devian. Devinam. Oh, D- Devinam. Um, devil. No. Yeah, demon? Why not? Why not? Uh, we, we both saw the, the footage out there. There's one one angle. There's one video of Hillary uh, wavering. Yep. Doing Standing the, on a curb, wavering. Doing the weekend of, at yeah. Bernie thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on, like, against a post. Yep. Waiting for the motorcade because apparently she decided to get out of the, uh, she had to leave her thing that she was at the 9-11 memorial um, because she was so hot and dehydrated <clears throat> and was feeling woozy. Uh, she is wavering at the post. The van pulls up. The black ambulance. Well, I mean, the, the black the ambulance <laughs> car, whatever it was, uh, pulls up, and then she, I don't think she even tried. It didn't look like she tried. She got, like, helped. Tossed. Well, I mean, the, someone on her right side kind of, like, begins to walk with her. She, it sure looks like she just starts falling. Yeah. And then another guy jumps in, picks her up. Her head goes down at least a foot. Yep. From the video, just falling, yeah. fa- would have been face, but she would have like face planted into the step of this van yep. had they not been there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this crowd of people backs in and shuts all the, you can't see. They collapse in on there. Yeah, yeah to kind of <clears throat> protect her. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't have got anything through there, you know. Bazooka, maybe. but My five, five, six, couldn't have made it through. Yeah, probably um, not. 7.62 nope. probably could have. So she collapses. They put her in there and are gone. Two hours later, they go to Chelsea's house. Yeah. Two hours later, she comes out. Well, no. Is it? Was it? Well, somebody who looked just like her comes out. No, two hours later, Hillary, quote, air quotes, Hillary comes out Body looking double. as chipper as you can. Different earrings. Yeah, but different. Now, she, yeah. Give her the benefit of the doubt. She was just in with her grandkids. Different ring. On she was her, just in with her grandkids, her, holding her, her purse on the wrong side. <clears throat> Diff- she was with her grandkids. Uh huh. David, don't question. Don't, don't. We do not question the Hillary. Okay. No, but we do. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day, I believe she had the cur. No, no, no. Sorry. This never mind. Audacity uh, on MSLSD, MSNBC. With Chris Jansing, Dr. Nevi Napalapadupi. Joining now is Dr. Debbie Napier-Rampipole. <laughs> <laughs> she even had a hard time. <laughs> Let's try that again. That's great. IU School of Medicine, or as we have always known you, just Dr. <laughs> Debbie. Thank yeah, you. See? So they basically said you... <laughs> as we've always known, we can't, we can't pronounce her name either. ...was overheated, what you see, and that's really all we know is what they've said... Keep in mind, you and I both saw this footage. Anyone listening, it's out there. Go watch Hillary <laughs> collapsing, getting yep. into a van. Anyway, uh, watch it. And then, so we've seen that footage. They've seen the footage. Unless they have some other insight, they're looking at the same thing. Yeah. It's clear to us she fell over. Mm-hmm. And what we see on that tape, is it consistent? It is consistent. I mean, there are other possibilities. From that video, I can't tell if she's near fainting or anything like that. I mean, no. it looks like Mm-mm. she could even have just lost her balance just with her knee buckling or something. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. my knee buckles all the time. She was doing some Zumba while she was waiting, and it just got, you know. 
Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. No, no, it happened on Tuesday or Sunday. Uh, John C. Dvorak from the No Agenda show yeah. uh, said, does anyone know she wasn't just plastered drunk? Yes. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. She could be a raging alcoholic. Yeah, clearly. So then Hillary. she's raging most of the time to Secret Service agents. All you have to do is add some liquor. and She, okay, yeah. Then, then, then. Calling in, there's a lot of folks who are very worried about you. How are you? She calls in to uh, Anderson Cooper on CNN, the Clinton News Network. Feeling. Oh, thank you, Anderson. Oh, thank you, Anderson. I'm feeling so much better. Oh, so and much better. obviously, oh. I should have oh, gotten some better. rest sooner. I probably would. Okay, hold on. Back up. <laughs> so, this is the narrative. This is how it went down Sunday. She falls over. Has to be helped and literally carried into the van yep. because she overheated. Okay. They claim she had a health episode. I don't know what a health episode is, but okay. she had a health episode. Uh, the next thing is, uh, the next breaking news that I get across my phone okay. says, Hillary Clinton diagnosed with pneumonia. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, like, did, did Chelsea diagnose her with pneumonia? Like, this is breaking after she left, after she had an episode, and then went to Chelsea's hospital, <laughs> and then they come out, breaking news, she has pneumonia. Turns out she got diagnosed, supposedly, on Friday. On Friday. Friday. Yes. And so she's going to reference this on Friday. Now, her campaign is so honest and open and forthright with the truth that they told us that she had a health episode. They, That's it. I mean, they didn't tell us on Friday she had pneumonia, and so they put her out there with everyone. True. Oh, yeah. That, that's the Turns under- out... Go ahead. A whole bunch of her staff has had pneumonia, had been coming down with this for a couple of weeks. So this isn't a new thing. So this Friday number, I think, is bull. So would have been oops sorry so so you're saying what i'm saying they've been doing everything they can to cover up whatever she's got and i think this this now thing of pneumonia is crap i would uh i would concur with that i have an anecdote to kind of help okay let's hear your anecdote we're gonna listen to her call in because she's so good and listen to how she talks about she sounds so sincere why she was at this ground zero for the this children. No, but but listen to how she does it. Just pulled down my schedule on Friday, but uh, like Hold a on. lot of Let's people, go back. I- thank you very much for for calling in. There's a lot of folks who are very worried about you. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you, Anderson. I'm feeling so much better, and obviously, I should have gotten some rest <clears throat> sooner. I probably would have been better off if I'd just pulled down my schedule on Friday, but. Uh, <clears throat> Like a lot of people, I just thought I could uh, keep going forward and power through it. And obviously- That's another thing that's a, becoming a, a thing with her and all of her surrogates all over the news. They're all saying now she's powering through it. That's, that's their word verbiage. So she's now a powerful woman. And just like any woman and any mom would do, they power through it. Um, early on in the, today's episode, this is episode, yeah. uh, this is um, September 15th, yeah. uh, episode of the No Agenda Show, which aired today. Yep. Yeah. They kind of dig into that and really play up all of the the power through it and the the total sexism that they're playing out. That it the, the because it's Hillary and that they're liberal, it's perfect. It's good. 
Any woman, any mother would do exactly what she's doing. They wouldn't say that about Sarah Palin. Are you kidding me? They wouldn't say that about Michelle Bachmann. Oh, of course Nobody. not. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Basically, that didn't work out so well. Let me ask you, your husband said tonight in an interview with Charlie Rose, he said, quote, rarely on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of things happened to her. What did he say? She works like a demon. Oh, that's not what Bill said. Charlie Rose, he said, quote, rarely on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of things happened to her, meaning you. Okay. He just quoted, <clears throat> supposedly, a quote from Bill Clinton, who I was on it. with Charlie Rose. I heard it. And supposedly what was said was this rarely this has happened but what got edited out of that quote is he he says frequently oh no sorry rarely this has happened to her bill clinton started the sentence with frequently this has happened and then stopped himself and nope rarely and then they had the audacity at cbs to just cut out that frequently word and now cnn's anderson cooper who is a shill without question for for hillary for the democrats for Tro. any liberal Tro. media true is going with the altered quote of him oh he says rarely no he said Frequently, frequently, rarely, I mean. Interview with Charlie Rose. He said, quote, rarely on more than one occasion over the last many, many years, the same sort of rarely on to more than one occasion. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Rarely on more than one occasion. Don't question America's first black president. Oh, yes. You're so right. You're so right. When she got severely dehydrated. Can you say how many times over the course? Okay, so Rarely how do you dehydrate yourself? Occasion. And I'm jacking this theory from... Uh, well, water Adam. doesn't help you according to the uh, <laughs> European <laughs> to the Union. European scientists, that's right. Yep, no, water's not going to help no. you with that. Uh, how do you get dehydrated? Well, it's not by drinking not water. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, how do you get dehydrated? Um... You lose more. You lose water. How? You Typically lose more by fluid. You pee a lot and you sweat. You you sweat, or you throw up. Oh, now that maybe she's bulimic. No, would that be bulimic? <laughs> <laughs> although wait a second. Although her double, her body double was came out, much, which was much thinner than yeah yeah. <clears throat> so. So, you get dehydrated by sweating a lot, by not having enough liquid input. Hillary has claimed over the years that she doesn't sweat. Like, that's a, a, a thing about her. She just doesn't sweat. And some say because she's either a robot or she's a lizard, which is very likely to be either one well, or both of those. David Icke would say she's a reptoid, but... Rep so, if she doesn't sweat... Unless she doesn't drink water, how does she get dehydrated? <clears throat> Pain. Pain? Peeing. Oh, peeing. A lot. A lot. Man, well, you know. She might if, be taking Lasix or Or if what's under her pant that everyone's pointing exactly. at is a catheter, it's a constant. Huh, okay. Of course, the last, say, five years, you've been dehydrated and gotten dizzy. <clears throat> I know you passed out, hit your head back in 2012, which led to the concussion. <clears throat> how often has this happened? Oh, I can't I remember. Really, only twice. Okay, so this lady's a liar. Listen to her answer. Oh, Hold I on. think 
Don't hit your head back in 2012, which led to the concussion. How often has this happened? Oh, I think really only twice. Uh, that. I okay. She just said, I think really only twice. <laughs> Listen to the very next statement. I can recall. <laughs> <laughs> hit your head back in 2012 which led to the concussion how often has this happened oh i think really only twice uh that i can recall how many can she not recall all the others <laughs> i mean i know she's getting it she's 68 years old but my goodness well i mean with as many seizures you, as he, as she's have having. you ever passed out <clears throat> short of like training in the military and maybe not even then. Only time I passed out is a blow you don't to have a head. To incriminate yourself. Blow to a head and going into surgery. Okay, so one of those was supposed to happen. Well, yeah, one was supposed to happen, the other wasn't. <laughs> do you remember that? Um, like you, you just recounted them, so I guess you do. So, you, so if you said uh, only the two that I can yep. that I remember. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, but isn't is that something. a performative? Oh, no doubt, without question, it is. So it allows her to tell a bald-faced lie. Yeah, which is normal for her. She's a liberal. She speaks liberal. Yeah, that's true. She's fluent. Which, oh, what is that language again? Uh, the language of lies. Of, of li that, yes, uh, has uh, occurred a few times over the course. Okay, okay. Now, <clears throat> I'm teaching my kids how to talk English. A couple. Is how many? Two. Two. A few is how many? Well, to me, it was more than two. Yeah, it was like She's three. She's three. Mm -hmm. So, how, how many did you say she had? Um, you know, it is something. No, hold on. Back up. Come on, Anderson. Back in 2012, which led to the concussion. <laughs> how often has this happened? Oh, I think really only twice. Twice. Two. Uh, that I can two. recall. Um, you know, it is something. That uh, has uh, occurred a few times. A few times. A few times. A few. That's more than two now. Yeah. If she speaks the same English we do. Yeah. Over the course of my life, and you know, I'm aware of it, and usually can avoid it. Usually, uh, how? Yep. Usually, how? But but applying usually means <laughs> if it. You're in. Okay, she's almost seventy years old, so she's been struggling with this for thirty years, say. So during the bill, it's been long, <clears throat> long time. Okay, so say there's a thousand episodes potentially that she could get dehydrated, and usually, usually is not nine hundred ninety-eight times, and two times you no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is all her. Yeah. Yesterday was that I just was incredibly committed to being at the memorial as a. Oh, I am so good. Oh, I am such a good person. I am so committed. Holy crap. Look how good I am. And usually can avoid it. Uh, what happened yesterday was that I just was incredibly committed to being at the memorial as a senator on 9-11. This is incredibly personal to me. She's a senator still? Yeah. Yeah, she was back then. Well, I don't care. Oh, 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 because at the time she was. Yeah, so, okay. happened. All right. And I one. could, uh, 
you know, feel how hot and humid it was. I felt overheated. I decided that I did need to leave. And as soon as I got into the air-conditioned van, I cooled off. I got some water. And very quickly, uh, I felt better. So I felt fine, uh, but uh, I'm now taking my doctor's advice, which was given to me on Friday that I ignored. And that your um, campaign lied about. Uh, to just take uh, some time yeah. to uh, get over pneumonia completely. You know. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sensing an untruth. <laughs> My superpower, actually, I can sense these things. What do you think? She's not being completely forthright. <laughs> I would, I would perhaps agree with that. Okay. A lot of people have obviously seen the video of you being helped into into speculate. the van. Did you actually faint? Did you actually pass out or lose consciousness? No, no, no I, I didn't. It's only little I pumps dizzy, that I'm wearing. And I did lose my balance for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. Um, but I, once I got in, once I could sit down, once I could cool off, uh, once I had some water, uh, I immediately started feeling uh, better. Mm -hmm. And my daughter lives nearby, so I went over to uh, her apartment and that's you know, spent time with her and my grandchildren, <laughs> which you know, right. the you know the the best medicine for anything in my life. A, a lot has been made <laughs> liar. the last week. Or yeah, so when you're shot, the... that's that's great medicine. <laughs> Go see your daughter. Cough no, <laughs> you struggling with. You blamed it on allergies. Joked at one point that you were allergic to Donald Trump. Was that cough actually pneumonia related and not in fact al allergy related? Well, it sure seemed like it was an allergy because I've had allergies, uh, seasonal allergies, off and on. So this makes me think she's never been to a doctor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nobody's diagnosed that for you. There, uh, <laughs> it, it just seemed, it just seemed <laughs> like it sure allergies. seems like it. <laughs> and it does come with a cough. You know, I've got lots of examples of, you know, in the spring and in the fall, uh, getting a bit of a coughing fit, and then it dissipates. Actually, we have a lot in the summer, uh, too, what lady. What happened this time, though, was it didn't dissipate. What is this time? Well, this is, is one this, of the is she usual times. This, <laughs> this, this whole campaign season. So is, is she, oh. Maybe she's allergic to campaign season. No. So what? So what needs to happen? She needs to win, and then that allergy will go away. Oh. Mm -hmm. So basically, by voting for her, we're saving we're her saving life. We're saving her life. Making the coughing spells will end. Huh? They have to. I mean, it's an allergy. Clearly, she was blaming it at the, every time I talk about. Every time I talk about Trump, she's eh, allergic eh, to every losing. Every time I talk about Trump, eh, eh, I cough. Eh. She said that out loud. And that's she why croaked I, it actually. <laughs> I maybe um, she's the frog. That oh. be the frog is Hillary. I uh, got off the road oh. on Friday. I did go uh, to see my doctor, and that's when uh, I was diagnosed with Chelsea's place. <laughs> no, she said when she got off the road on Friday. So here's my question: Let's say you're Hillary Clinton, and you no, 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 no. I don't, <laughs> I don't want. You, you don't no. <laughs> so, let's say somebody else is Hillary Clinton. Then okay. I can answer this question. Go ahead. You don't follow anyone else's schedule. 
you do what you want and only. Like that that's just it. You do you. Okay. So let's say that's the case. <clears throat> do you think that she would not have the how do you say courage? Um the willfulness? Audacity. audacity. Maybe audacity to say, no, you come analyze me on the road. Why would she have to go off the road to go visit her doctor? Here's the thing. Unless her doctor is a scam. Maybe it's WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe maybe she she thought she was talking. No. Um, maybe it was Dr. Debbie Demi Paparupalamini, whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> That sounds like an I Indian just, name. I just think that she might have stumbled. I thought I was talking to a doctor, but I was a- actually talking to Dell Computer Help Desk, and I just couldn't understand their 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 accent. And uh, so, so the, sounded like pneumonia. They and said allergies. I had a virus. So, um, but then why would you be taking what's, antibiotics? What's the business? Uh, busy girl isn't viral. Do? You just have to deal with it till it gets over. Uh, yes. Oh, antiviral. And the funniest thing that happened this to me on funny, Sunday Hillary, wasn't funny. a funny day, uh, after all, but this was kind of humorous. No. I got to the memorial. I saw my friend and former colleague Chuck Schumer, and the first Old thing he Chuck said to me you. is, I've had pneumonia, and I've been resting for five days. And I looked at him and he said, you know, that's so funny. I've just been told I have pneumonia. So apparently there's something... Uh, uh, she just said. I don't think she. I don't think she knows the, the, the word, what that word means. <clears throat> um. He hold, hold on. This is so stupid. So this is all. This happened. It's been three and a half minutes since she started this phone call. Yeah. In it, she said <laughs> that she has she two of these episodes or three. No, or. two of them that she knows that she can recall. <laughs> yeah. And then it's happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um. Then maybe she should have taken the advice of her doctor, which we were all in the dark about until after the fact that it came out that you know what you can't cover up that she fell over. And oh, she has pneumonia diagnosed on Friday. So this is Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's when this all happened. Looked at me and said, "You know that's so funny. I've just been told I have pneumonia." So, so Chuck just no. Apparently, there's something. Uh, thing that happened to me on Sunday this is funny. wasn't a funny day uh, after all but this was kind of humorous as I got to the memorial I saw my friend and former colleague Chuck Schumer and the first thing he says to me is I've had pneumonia and I've been resting for five days and I- so Chuck just told her I've had pneumonia and I've been resting for five days ho 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 that's so funny and then Hillary says I looked at him and he said you know that's so funny I've just been told I have pneumonia so so then she says, this is apparently, she said this on Sunday in the morning. She tells her be, her good buddy, Chuck, and that it's she just had pneumonia. Oh, it's settled. It's cute. Ha, I just was told for Friday that I have pneumonia as well. <laughs> apparently, there's something uh, uh, to this yeah. uh, that's going around. No! And uh, I've since been contacted by you know a number of people who've told me they have had it, they've gotten over it. Well, let me, let me ask um, you about so, that. Because David Axelrod was very critical of the way that you and your campaign handled sharing your diagnosis with the public. He tweeted, antibiotics can take care of pneumonia. What's the cure for an unhealthy penchant for privacy that repeatedly creates unnecessary problems? Um, Why not just say on Friday, uh, as you said to apparently to Senator Schumer on Sunday, you know, I have pneumonia, folks. Uh, I'm going to power through it. Why keep it a secret? 
Because I'm a liar. Well, I, I just didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. Uh, you know, I know Chuck said today he didn't tell anybody. People it's, die from pneumonia. Yes. Just the kind of thing that if it happens to you and you're a busy, active person. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like me, clearly. Uh, you keep moving forward. And, you know, I think it's fair to say, Anderson, that people know more about me than almost anyone in public life. Uh, listen to how she tries oh. to pull in. Listen to how she tries to pull in Trump. <gasps> listen, this is nuts. She tries to then go after Trump and keeps turning it to Trump. It's going to be that big a deal. Uh, you know, I know Chuck said today he didn't tell anybody. It's just the kind of thing that if it happens to you and you're a busy, active person, uh, you keep moving forward. And, you know, I think it's fair to say, Anderson, that people know more about me than almost anyone in public life. Uh, they've got 40 years of my tax returns, tens of thousands of emails, a detailed medical uh, letter report, all kinds of personal details. And, you know, it's just so, uh, it's so kill strange. Trump, kill that Trump, kill Trump, kill Trump. all of that information out there, and as soon as it became clear, I couldn't power through. Uh, oh, power had, through, uh, there it is. You know, we said what was going on. Yeah, but when uh, you, Donald but when Trump you, is the... Sorry, when you, left your, when you left your daughter's apartment, you said you were feeling hospital. great. Obviously, you... I did. I felt... That, that was a pop-up clinic. <laughs> I, I felt really... Um... They went to see Chelsea, but what they didn't tell you is that Chelsea is actually a medic. Good, um, <laughs> but that didn't mean that I shouldn't rest. So when I, uh, you know, I did, I felt, I mean, I felt a 100% better. But doesn't your handling oh, uh, 100% of really? this in your campaigns... Does 100% mean perfect, back to normal? Well, I guess technically wouldn't 100% So if you, if you are diagnosed, diagnosed with pneumonia two days ago, mm -hmm. you get to the point where you faint... <clears throat> Dehydrated so bad you cannot hardly talk without choking up and coughing and hacking along up. And you go in for a couple hours and come out feeling 100% better. Have you ever had pneumonia? No. I I used to get it all the time. Oh, well, you know, it's just uh, it's just simple. You just power through it, right? Well, you you can't actually talk. Can't? Much. Oh. Um, Like if she has pneumonia right now, I mean, if she currently has pneumonia, she's not going to be able to talk. I mean, speak this whole time without, because you have fluid in your lungs. That's what pneumonia is. Mm -hmm. um, she's also going to have a fever, you know. Um, she's not going to be walking around. Do, I mean, to me, it's ridiculous. Now, if they said bronchitis or something like that, but of course, they're going, they're going to amp it up and say pneumonia. And um, <clears throat> if you're, how old is she? 67? 68, I think. 68? Somewhere. With pneumonia? Yeah, you're not going to be just waltzing. You're not just going to be powering through stuff. You have pneumonia. But she is a woman. Hear her roar. Okay. You know, they refuse <laughs> to acknowledge what happened until, until really after that video was circulated. Sorry, and she is Hillary. Hear her roar. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to disparage women. Firm suspicion <laughs> of some voters that... You're not transparent or, or trustworthy? Oh, my goodness, Anderson. Oh, how dare you ask you me know, that? compare everything you know about you me go. Get done. with my opponent. Oh. Uh, I think it's time he met the same level of disclosure that I have. But, Hillary, stop lying! Ask me another question like that and... You might not wake up. <laughs> Your boyfriend might not wake up. <laughs> you know, you've got a medical report on me that meets the same standard... Uh as Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. I think it's so funny that they keep bringing up Romney.
It's like they would rather have Romney running because they know they could beat him. They, they don't think they can beat Don. <sighs> Donald Trump's doctor said he'd be the healthiest president in history. That's yeah. just not even serious. It's and I've funny, released though. nearly 40 years of tax returns. He hasn't released one. This is a man with unknown numbers of partners and investors who says he's doing 120 foreign deals. The American people deserve to know what he's up to and what he is hiding. The, so if we weren't if we weren't fast enough, you know, I've talked to my staff. We we you know take responsibility for, for that. For what? But the information is out there. No, it's not. That you have pneumonia? No, it's not out there. It's hidden, buried. Yeah. Probably burned up in World Trade Center Seven. <clears throat> you can't say the same thing about Donald yeah. Trump. Brian Fallon. That's why uh, I went down. <laughs> Prep for 15 years later. Your campaign is going to release more of your records. I know, as you know, probably Donald Trump has said he's now had a physical, I believe, on Friday, and that he's going to release that soon. Will you be releasing more details about? I'll release it very soon. You know, you know how it's detailed be huge. it's going to be. How far it's going to go back? Is it going to be more about what happened in 2012 when when you when you uh, fell and, and hit your head? Do you know how far it'll go? Well, we're going to be releasing more information and. Buckle up. I think it's, it's fair to say we've November already 9th. met the standard of disclosure <laughs> of past presidential candidates like uh, Mitt Romney Let's have it. Yep. and President Obama. Yep. Let's have it. We'll add more information, but I've already released oh, information Donald Trump hasn't. in this campaign, as well as nearly 40 years of tax returns. Oh, we've already years. met a high 40, standard. 40 years of tax returns that don't include all the money we skimmed off the Clinton Foundation. Or the Clinton Global Initiative, or the Clinton Family Foundation, and <sighs> of transparency, and Shh. we know the least about Donald Trump of any candidate in recent American history. Know virtually nothing about his business entanglements, his foreign investors. Nice. Entanglements. You know, it's really past time for him to be held to the same standard, not just as me, but of everybody else who has sought this job. The final question, uh, I know both uh, your supporters and probably uh, those uh, who are opposed to you want to know the answer to is how quickly, when are you going to get back on the campaign trail? <laughs> well, November. in the next couple of days. Obviously, I was supposed to rest five days. That's what they told me on Friday. On Friday and, uh, I didn't. Of course, I didn't listen to my doctor. Power throw. I didn't listen to that doctor that I talked to from Dell. <laughs> Followed that uh, very wise advice. Um, so I, I just want to get this over and done with power. and get back on the trail as soon as possible. Well, Secretary Clinton. Holy cow. <clears throat> you know, I... <laughs> I saw that video where she stumbled and fell, and I, I looked at her and I saw her and I thought, oh, a vulnerable human being. Yeah, yeah, no. Sympathy. Yeah. Then she opens her mouth. She passes, goes ah. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes Ooh. But I watch her so sadly I tell her I love her Yes, I would give my heart gladly But 
But each day when she walks to the sea She looks straight ahead, not at me Tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanema goes walking And when she passes I smile But she doesn't see Doesn't see Olha que coisa mais linda Mais cheia de graça Bela menina que vem que passa Num doce balanço caminho do mar Moça do corpo dourado Do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado parece um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar This is the David Allen Show. Well, Frank Sinatra to bring you out of that that hole that we just put you in by listening to Hillary yell and scream and lie. Fill your ears with horrible depression. Despair. Not to you, Hillary. Pepe the Frog. Tall, young, lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, I smile, but she doesn't see. She just doesn't see. She never sees me. <laughs> a lyrically challenging song. A ding 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 ding. Oh, thanks, old Frank. What happens when you're part of the mob? Yeah, I know. <clears throat> you know when he started out, they used to hire young girls to fake faint. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You ever go on Drudge Report? Yeah. There's this, if you go on Drudge Report right now, look in the upper left corner. Looks like there's a speck on your screen. Yeah? It's not. What? Go ahead and move it up and down. It's actually part of the Drudge Report. Upper left corner. It's like a comma or oh, something. A, um, Asterisk or something. The, not the tilde, but the other thing. Yeah. You know what that supposedly is? What? There was a... The Illuminati? Yeah. There was a rumor th- going around <clears throat> that supposedly uh, Drudge... Is, is that a canary? Drudge finds stuff out ahead of time. When things happen, because he knows a lot of people, and a lot of people give him information, and supposedly... That means something's coming? Yeah. Oh, so it's like the dot, dot, dot on when you're trying when you're sending a text message, an yeah. iMessage? Yeah. It says something's coming in? Yeah. Essentially? Essentially. That it's supposedly um, hmm. to let people know that... Buckle up. Buckle what it up. is is genius. It means keep checking. That's yeah. called clickbait. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. good clickbait. Yeah. So huh. we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, we will. It's been up there about a week. 
I just keep thinking. I like of, the eagle. I just keep thinking of Hillary. song that I thought should be her anthem. <laughs> what? Witchy Woman? <laughs> oh, man. Don Henley? No? Yes? Witchy Woman. <laughs> Sorry. I heard the Eagles and I well, thought about it. <clears throat> there's that. I don't want to go there yet. Oh, oh the, okay. This is going to be a little bit hard to hear, but this happened on Sunday. Oh, it's been removed. Drat. There was a video uh, that someone had videoed or uh, taken of their tele- television set. Why is it not there, Drat? Um, of the news report. Uh, like the, you know, the news... Uh, breaking news desk, ABC channel seven. I don't know if that's in Chicago or New York. I think New York. We begin, we begin tonight with the death of Hillary Clinton. Oh yes. Yes. And apparently, um, CNN had something similar to that also for a second. So somebody jumped the gun or she died and they didn't get the, um, the, uh, memo. That the body double was coming out, so they couldn't run with that yet. Yes. And think about it. For her just to, God forbid, she actually would die. But for her to die in that fashion would not be good television. It would, well, no, it wouldn't be good for their legacy. Mm. Okay. Now, for her to die saving somebody, for her to die doing something that was showing that she's so good and she has such a commitment to people. That would then fulfill the legacy. 
So then basically what they have to do is just is now is just push a small child into the water and then push her in to save the child. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because for her just to collapse is not There's nope. nothing courageous about that. No. Nope. nope. What what if she's powering it powering through it and she collapses? Is that courageous? Um no. 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 Just being irresponsible. Yep. <clears throat> San Francisco CBS Local.com. Ready for this headline? Sure. <laughs> this is September 1, 2016. Cow farts regulation oh, approved yes. <laughs> I saw this. by California's legislature. Oh, my goodness. California's legislature has approved regulations on cow flatulence and manure, both blamed for releasing greenhouse gases. Oh, can you believe it? The measure was approved shortly before the end of the legislative session Wednesday after its author, Democratic Senator Ricardo Lara of Bell Gardens, agreed to give dairy farms more time to comply. Cows! I, this is just this has nothing to do with the story, but the picture that they have in the story, the credits to the picture, the Getty Images picture of cows, and it says cows eating grass in a cow shed. <laughs> so they had a picture of it, and then they had to describe yes. it. <laughs> this is what your eyes mm-hmm. tell you this yep. is. Yep. And don't worry, you're right. <laughs> the legislation seeks to reduce methane emissions associated with manure to 40% below their 2000. 13 levels by when when guess 2030 oh methane is one of several gases known as short-lived climate pollutants that don't persist for long in the atmosphere but have a huge influence on the climate but if they don't persist very long what's the problem so are they saying that the cows are basically just kind of impolite rude amongst yes. polite yes company mm-hmm uh, that is kind of rude. They, they need to be taught a lesson. Yeah. Maybe they need some soft skills training. There you go. Hmm. The bill also calls for efforts to significantly increase com- composting to eliminate the amount of food waste in landfills, which releases methane when it breaks down. Republicans say the rules would harm businesses. Well, Clearly. Yeah. I, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Excuse me? Hey, your excuse. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what you say if that happens, oh. isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, no I'm, what I meant is, uh, what do you say to such incredible stupidity? Um, well, <clears throat> I think you say this when you're, well, again, another, lighten the mood before we go to break. Lighten <laughs> the mood here. Ready? Tell you what's really bugging me at the moment. It's people who have the same name that is spelled completely differently. I am so sorry for all of you people, and I know there are many in this room tonight. It's such an odd, unnecessary waste of your life. Like Sarah, like Sarah with an H, or Sarah without an H. Sarah without an H is pronounced like this. Sarah. And with an H, Sarah. Sarah has spent the whole of her life going, Sarah, with an H, with an H, that's with an H. Is that, sorry, is that with an H? No, there's no H. Sorry, there's an H. You put an H, there's no H, there's actually no H. What a waste of life. Like Stuart, with a W, is pronounced like this. Stuart, without a W, Stuart. What are you doing? It's not like it's, what's your name? 
Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> and you are? Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> and this is my wife, Sarah. <sighs> oh! <laughs> Stuart. And Sarah? Stuart. This is Stuart. Come and meet the others. It's uh, Stephen and Stepen. Do say hello. <laughs> yeah. This is Stuart. Stuart and Sarah. <sighs> Stephen and Stepen. Oh, if it isn't Jeff and Geoff. Join the party. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Geoff. Jeff and Geoff. And your wife, Jill and Gil. Jeff, I forget who's with who. Jill is with Geoff and Jeff is with Jill. This is uh, Stuart. Stuart. Stephen, Stepen and Sarah. <sighs> This is the three Shawns. Do join the party. We've got Shaun, Seen, and Shaun. Come on in! <laughs> Shaun, Seen, and Shaun. This is Stuart, Stuart, Stephen, Stepin, Jeff, Geoff, Jill, Gill, and Sarah. <sighs> what a waste of life. <laughs> Why bother? Yeah, yeah. If you have one of these names that has come with a little story. You poor things. Suffering. What's your name? Hannah. With an, with an H. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah with an H. Oh, at the end. <laughs> I thought you'd been unnecessarily explaining this belief your name. It's like me going, Michael, with an M. <laughs> What's your name? Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Everyone's laughing because there's only one way to spell it. But let's see what your parents decided to do. W A I N. That's, that's, that's just a massive error. You need to change that. Why would you do that? Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's totally true. <laughs> it is. Wow. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com.
there's not much more to say from Hillary. Except. Except what? Well, she was on her airplane. This is the David Allen Show again. This, uh, she was on her airplane. Uh, and it's Stronger Together. We are stronger together. Plastered all over this aircraft. Um, this was today, published today uh, from Fox 10. First sighting, Hillary Clinton back on the campaign trail. Um, I think Talking to the press. Jan and Nick have uh, suggested we do an actual uh, avail on the next leg. Okay. <laughs> so. A what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to choke. <clears throat> um, her people have suggested that they actually do an avail, which means they're making her available to the press. Oh. So she's standing in the middle aisle of the airplane talking to the press. Talking to them. Jen and Mike, whatever their names are, decided we're going to do a full avail on the next leg. Oh, so not I'm talking now. to you now. Don't don't ask me questions. We'll get to North Carolina. We'll do the speech, and then we'll get back on, and you know, then we can uh, answer questions and uh, go from there. You might want to do it three days. Um, I'll talk about. <laughs> what have you done the last three days? And she says, "I'll talk about it in on the next leg." Um, I'll talk about that later too. <laughs> so what she's saying is, I'm, they're gonna tell me now what I was doing for the last three days because I don't know. That's what they're, what they're, what she, her, and if you see her face, her eyes are like, oh, holy crap! What am I supposed to say? We're gonna do it next time. It's exactly what her face just said. Three days. Um, I'll talk about that later too. Yeah. Did you watch The Good Wife? But that will be tonight after the newscast. It's you done. Give us I am so sad. I know. I know. I really am. It's really a loss. I, I can feel that. Madam Secretary, however, is coming back. So that's something to look forward to. Is that odd to watch that? No, I actually get a big kick. This out is of the it. press. I guess I, why are they? Why are they asking her about a stupid television show? Yeah, I watched it with you know a little bit of skepticism at first, but I got so into it really like the storylines they had some good quasi realistic storylines so anyway can you, okay can, 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 we can we do something excited to get to north carolina excited to get to north carolina what a stinking hack piece of garbage i'm sorry Ugh. you don't have to be sorry no you don't have to be sorry wow wow uh I was hold uh, on, and I'm spent. <laughs> I'm. I was watching. I was on. I don't know, perusing. Ooh, browsing about. Browsing about. Browsing about the internet. <laughs> I saw this uh, video where uh, Chavez is that his name? Uh-uh. Chaffetz. Chaffetz. Um, Jason Chaffetz. <clears throat> yeah. U.S. Congress person, the chairman of. Is it the Intelligence Committee? Uh, it's a committee that was investigating Hillary's uh, we're, emails. On, we're going to find out. Anyways, it was great. You got it? Well, I have his bio. <clears throat> uh, chairman of the U.S. House of Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. Okay. There you go. He is Utah's third con is from Utah's third congressional district, first elected two thousand eight. So eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. So he's fourth term. 
He's up again, I believe. He should be up again this election time. So he's a four-time congressperson from the great state of Utah. Yeehaw, cowboy. Yeah. Uh, do you got that video? I, I, we have the whole piece of okay. him talking to great. Uh, Rick Weld. No, who's he talking to? Oh, Heron. No, I, yeah. We'll now recognize my, myself. I'm going to recognize for, myself. Uh, for Five questions. Look for at me. Um, m- miss, Mr. Herring. Um, Herring. <laughs> What information you do you fish? believe that Congress does not have the right to see? That's a great question. He's rifling through his papers. Ah, uh, uh, now. So we believe it's important to be fair our- about this guy. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's ever gone to Congress. This is the first time he's reported. So this guy, okay, he's an FBI agent. And I don't know if this is like uh, C. He drew the short straw, yes. right? It was like, you're going to go up there. <laughs> Comey and, said go. And, <laughs> yes. Um, and you could look at the guy, and he's trying his best, but when he can't say anything other than the truth, he's like, okay. <laughs> right. So go play. It's like committees to understand how the FBI reached our conclusion. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm asking you a philosophical question here. What does Congress not have the right to see? So I don't know if I can answer that in a way that, uh, uh, you know, I think there's more to it than a simple answer. No, there's not. That each case is no. um, sort of specific to its own set of facts. Oversight. I think we tried to be, yep. I think Director Comey tried to be as transparent as he could with this committee. Do you think he could be? Other, okay. other committees as he responsibly can be. So I think when he spoke and he answered questions. Wait, wait, what? what? You could hear Jason just, just writhing. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to go and punch the guy in the face. What is it that I, as a member of Congress, or any member on this Congress, either side of the aisle, what is it that you believe we don't have the right to see? See, this is the way our our government works. (laughs) Before he said that last piece, the guy's standing like this, just sitting there, twiddling his thumbs. He's like, what what do I say? What do I say? You get to do oversight. That's why since 1814, this committee has been doing that. There's executive well, privilege. Help you. Really, there's executive privilege. <laughs> has the president to. invoked executive privilege in this case? No. The answer is no. Good. That's right. The answer is no. You did a good job. Is there buddy. any other situation? Good boy. Come on. That, that deals in the executive order, you know, not all the information that we have in our files belongs to us. We defer to other agencies when it comes to access to their classified information. But you are the ones that put redactions on personal identifiable information, correct? We did on the personal identifiable information, that's correct. Where in the Constitution does it say that I can't see that? I don't know. Does it address it specifically in the Constitution? Boom! So, <laughs> can you cite any legal case, any precedent that says that Congress can't look at personal identifiable information? I cannot cite any Boom! legal case. Did, um, are you aware that Congress is exempt from the Privacy Act? I am. Does the FBI treat congressional document requests as FOIA requests? No. Will the FBI provide Congress all of the 302s? No. All of the 302s, uh, we have one set that you've been provided already. The rest of them are coming through the FOIA process. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Not, we, <laughs> you just said the FOIA wasn't. process. You mean I got to fill out a FOIA request? You can. <laughs> really? Not necessary. How arrogant. When? I, I th- Here, here's the problem. 
you handpicked the 302s to give to us. My understanding of discussion with staff, and I appreciate your accessibility with the staff. You've, you've been good, and you're new, and I, <laughs> for your first time hearing, this is a tough one. But the reality is, you should give us all the 302s. So let me say this. I think that uh, I think the director made principal decisions about what to say to Congress when he was here and also what to provide to Congress. As far as the, the Wait, where do I find that? Personally do we just let everybody in government decide that they're based on their own individual principles? Oh. That's what Congress... See, it's trust but verify is how it works. You don't get to decide what I get to see. I get to see it all. <laughs> I was elected by some 800,000 people to come to Congress and see classified information. I was elected by my colleagues here to be the chairman of this committee. That's the way our Constitution works. Will the FBI provide to Congress the full file with no redactions of personal identifiable information? I cannot make that commitment sitting here today. Then I'm going to issue a subpoena, and I'm going to do it right now. So let's go. I've signed this subpoena. I'd love we that want had all it the 302s, yep. and we would like the full Them file. Them right now. You can accept service on behalf of the FBI? Certainly. You are hereby served. Bang! So it was, we have a I duty and one. a responsibility. You can cite no precedent, nothing in the Constitution, no legal precedent. You know this is important to us. You now have your subpoena. We would all like to see this information. I've gone past my time. I'm coming up on going past my time. I'll now recognize the ranking member. I've heard that in some uh, <laughs> deconstruction of that, that if... Uh, because the, it was a full-on subpoena, like actually served. Yep. They didn't talk about it. He actually did it. Now the only way the FBI can get around that, I think there are two ways: executive privilege. The president would yep. have to come in and say no, or they would have to convince a judge why that Congress shouldn't be allowed to see that classified info or the unredacted Which information. Which they will. Yep. I mean, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all the judges are lacking. Well, they don't want to die. <clears throat> it's like Comey did his thing because he doesn't want to die. Yeah, but the, I, I think the uh, most of these judges have drank the Kool Aid and believe it. You know, I don't think that they're doing it under duress. A lot of it. The thing that's frustrating is there's no precedent, no legal. Everything they do is based on precedent. There's none for this. For them to redact that information well, to Congress, it's, it's not. It's not like they're giving it. It's not precedent. a foil. It's oh not, yes, it is. No, because if it was only pre, if it was only precedent, then um, the gay marriage thing. It's how you interpret okay. the precedents. Okay. You're right. So they they will inter they will find wh whatever is closest to what they want, and then twist it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. True. Oh, latest controversy in New York Fashion Week. Because, I mean, this is really important. Uh, okay. Fake dreadlocks on a white model. Oh. What if they were oh. real dreadlocks? Oh, the humanity. Huh? It's just humanity. It's, sorry. What, but what if he grew them? It's a girl. She. She. How white is she? Not black. I have a question. <laughs> okay. 
when it comes to race. How white do you have to be to be white, and how black do you have to be to be black? It, I think it depends on the subject. Okay. Because Obama is clearly not black enough for some people. But if you're quarter black, are you black? Mm-mm. Well, if you go by the logic that you can identify as something and be that person, then it doesn't matter. No, I'm you not have to be nothing, that. and you can identify. Is as it that. less than fifty percent? Well, do we go by the standard of the Native American situation? Okay. Do we? Like you're a fifth, wait, one thirty-second Choctaw, Choctaw. I think it's one sixteenth. As a sixteenth, I think I think you get your college smallest? paid for, or one eighth, one of the two. Which, I, I, which what? That means one of your four dads? No, well, <laughs> no. That? It would be <laughs> one grandparent. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. One of your grandparents, if they were full Indian, dot or feather, would be would make you an eighth. I think. That would make sense. Nah, that would make you a 32nd. So... If if your dad was a sixteenth, my what a tangled web we weave. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does it say? What? I thought you were looking it up. Oh no no one sixteenth is what I I gather. Ah. Uh. I'll see. I started typing in how much Indian, and it finished up with, do you have to be to get <laughs> really? paid? <laughs> that might be a rather frequent. I guess so. <laughs> Query. Let's see. Uh, uh, I've, I Hopefully, I will get the answer from so if some we're anonymous going, person. If, if, <laughs> and if survey says... Uh, <laughs> Have you followed much of this pipeline thing up in North Dakota? No. I know, but it's like anything else. I I don't even know what to, I don't even know what you can actually believe. Believe. Right. I I think if you're not there in, actually involved on either side, you don't really know what's going on. Well, I've, I've been around enough. I, um, where I live, uh, a quarry was coming in. And there were a bunch of people who were against the quarry because they lived out by this quarry. And they thought that it would mess up their view. And then, of course, you had an environmental group that came in to try to support them. And they tried everything they could to make it so that the um, um, they wouldn't get uh, permission to uh, um, to start this quarry. And because of my position where I was at, I mean, I knew I could see both sides of the issue mm-hmm. and I could tell that the people that were against it weren't being honest and forthright. And <clears throat> so when you see that once and you see how easy it is and you see people that like to jump on the bandwagon for those type of things, they're not concerned about whether or not the narrative is correct. They just like 
they're anti-government or they anti-this. After I saw that, I, I, I didn't, I have a hard time really getting behind this sort of thing because I know that the type of uh, organizations and people that would try to trumpet something regardless of whether or not um, it's true. Um, like I got sued once by a guy who took something that I did and um, and then twisted it based upon something else. It was a employment situation, and it was completely it was completely twisted out of none of it was true, but he still sued, and we still had to go to court. It was summarily dismissed, and then when it was when he took it to the appellate court, and then it was summarily dismissed again. So I was completely exonerated, but it was like two years of my life. Well, I see that person, and I see people out there that that jump behind these bandwagons because it supports their narrative, and I don't really... They should jump in front of the bandwagon next time. <laughs> That'd be okay, too. That's why I I really... I'm a big proponent in... Um, I I believe that you should never be dishonest to try to push forward something that you believe in um, <clears throat> because in the end it'll come out and it and it diminishes and it dilutes what you are actually believing in so if you're going to do something make sure um, you know make sure you're you're honest about it because then nobody can take it away then you can say then you can have people that will back you. They might not completely agree with you, but if um, maybe what you stand for, but if it is some kind of injustice, they'll still back you. But if you're not, if you're not being truthful, it's going to come out and it's going to make everything. That seems so stupid to even have to say. I know you would think so, but I mean that's that's the whole Democratic Party and a lot of the rhinos are are that way. That's why this whole thing with with Hillary gets me makes me sick because you know she's lying mm -hmm. and you know there are tons of people that will support Hillary in these lies not because of what she's saying is true but because they're against Republicans. Mm -hmm. So it, it it makes me sick. And I and it's the same thing when it comes to quote unquote conspiracy theories about 911 and mm -hmm. and stuff. I um I I have a hard time with people that that push certain narratives conspiracy wise where they're not consistent. And I think it, it, it an does example? them a disservice. Um, <clears throat> um, let me try to think of an example. Um, well, like, um, that's a great example. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. That really nails your point right on the head. Yeah. Well, I never thought I'd get here. I'd get to this point right now talking. So okay. So last last show it. when we had Jay on, we talked. Yeah. Uh, we kind of dug into what a microaggression is. Okay. Speaking of these bandwagon jumpers that you just were, uh, there's a story out on Inforum. dot com. Inforum. Inforum. I-N-F-O-R-U-M dot com. Okay. Patrick Springer 
<clears throat> September 7, do trigger warnings coddle local college students or show common courtesy? Moorhead. Mallory Allen doesn't flinch from discussing sensitive topics in the classroom. But the assistant sociology professor who also teaches women's and gender studies realizes that a discussion on domestic violence can be painfully real for some students. Because of that, she alerts her students when a reading assignment or classroom <laughs> discussion would, could strike a sensitive nerve given some students' past experiences. Some students might have been victims of rape or domestic violence, for instance. Others could have been refugees from a country torn by war and famine. For those students, what seems distant and abstract to others can evoke painful memories for them. Quote, I don't think these students want to be viewed as victims, said Allen, who teaches at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. But at the same time, she added, it's important for teachers to acknowledge students' lived experiences. Although Alan routinely notifies her students in advance when the class will tackle troubling topics, she chafes at the idea that what are called trigger warnings would become mandatory under a policy. That view seems to, seems to be prevalent among faculty at local campuses, with faculty widely seeing mandated warnings as both unnecessary and an infringement on academic freedom. No school policy requires the warnings at Concordia, Minnesota State University Moorhead, North Dakota State University, or the University of North Dakota, according to faculty members. But despite the lack of formal policies forcing the use of a practice that's been controversial on many campuses... Faculty in the region commonly make informal warnings to students if they will cover material that could be offensive or traumatic for some. It's not a big deal at NDSU, said Dennis Cooley, a professor of philosophy and former president of the faculty senate. I don't think it's a big deal in the area. Last year, NDSU updated its academic freedom policy because of the controversy surrounding trigger warnings, and there was no discussion about introducing a trigger warning policy, he said. A a college or university classroom must be safe uh, and provide an atmosphere conducive to learning, but that doesn't mean striking from challenging, shrinking from challenging or even objectionable ideas. Safe doesn't mean comfortable, he said. It doesn't mean coddling students. To fully examine an issue and provoke reflection, teachers sometimes must confront their students with troubling subject matter or offensive words. Like, stop it! When you're talking about something, you have to talk about it, he said. If you're using euphemisms, you don't get it. Still, Cooley said he routinely warns his students when he thinks classroom material could be offensive, including arguments supporting racial discrimination. It doesn't mean we're endorsing it, he said. He has shown the movie The Killing Fields about the mass slaughter in Cambodia under the, the Khmer Rouge but lets his students know in advance that some scenes are difficult to watch. These adult kids is what they are. These are adults. This is not high school. Adults in college. These, could be, these scenes could be difficult. How many of them have seen Saving Private Ryan? Oh, yeah. Or Friday the 13th. Yeah. Just so they know what's coming, he said, they can look away or not be there that day. Cooley considers such warnings a common courtesy and sees the need for them. Uh, we do have vulnerable students in certain areas, including rape victims, he said. They are incredibly vulnerable. We try to be as sensitive as possible. 
Accommodations usually aren't difficult, Cooley said. Alternative, alternative reading assignments can be given when a student informs the instructor that the subject matter would cause a problem because of a past experience. Although using what could be considered trigger warnings appears commonplace, even faculty who use them reject the idea they should become compulsory through a policy. Oh, I appreciate that. Professors need to be trusted to teach and recognize their expertise in the fields. Nationally, trigger warnings have sparked controversy in recent years and lots of media coverage, but a survey conducted two years ago by the Modern Language Association and the College Art Association indicates they are not in wide use on campuses. Of more than 800 per teaching professors surveyed, 85% said they'd never been asked by a student to use a trigger warning. Trigger warning! But more than half said they used them voluntarily. A dean at the University of Chicago this month welcomed new students with a letter informing them of the institution's commitment to intellectual freedom. Although never condoning harassment, the letter said students should be prepared for rigorous debate and said they should expect to be challenged. I think that on co uh, colleges, um, there should be one trigger warning, and that is um, when you apply to that college, there should be a trigger warning. Buckle up. Yeah, basically saying, because a trigger warning is a statement at the start of a piece of writing or a video or whatever, alerting the reader... To the content? Uh, to the fact that it contains potentially distressing material. So it's basically saying, you're going to potentially see something that's going to disturb you. Okay, now we do that... Shouldn't we have that when people are born? Well, yeah. I mean, really? Oh, yeah. hi, you're, you're born. Yay, here you go. Trigger warning. Yeah. At some point in your life, you're going to see something disturbing. But but just because people use it inappropriately doesn't mean that it shouldn't ever be used. Like, for instance, if there's a video with some guy getting his head sawed off in real life, and you might want to know that, that you're going to see somebody getting executed here. Um, you know, <clears throat> so, I mean, trigger warning for for every little thing is is stupid but it should be you know guess what you're 18 now so go put on your big boy pants and uh guess what you're gonna hear things that you're not gonna like trigger warning we're gonna read grapes of wrath this week yeah yes and it's not about grapes sorry <laughs> but i i mean i think i think it i mean but that should be part of what it means to be a parent i mean with your kids i mean there should be a trigger warming, warning sometime warming. growing Global up. Global warming. That says you're going to see things that, that are going to disturb you, you know. And the other thing that, I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, just gratuitous things that you uh, you do it to offend. Mm -hmm. um, but... There should, there absolutely should be that expectation that you're going to be challenged, and um, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not for it. And it could be, it could be one of these things too, where, where if, if there is a trigger warning, you know, um, I hate the, even the term of it because mm -hmm. it's ridiculous, mm -hmm. but um, because we do it all the time. I mean, you do it all the time when you're driving down the road. Um, you might tell your kids if it's if it's if it's going to be bumpy coming up. Hey, hang on, it's this is going to be bumpy, or hang on, this is going to happen. 
I mean, that's a, that's the equivalent of a trigger warning. Quit normalizing trigger warnings, would you? Well, <laughs> they're but, supposed to be used for social justice. Well, there you go. Right now, that well, not just that. It could. I mean, it's it's right. anything that potentially. Yeah. But the the way they've the way they've made it is that if if you discuss any little thing, any little thing that probably wouldn't offend the vast majority of the people, there's always going to be one knucklehead out there who's, mm-hmm. you know. So that's how they've been using it. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because I have some uh, some <clears throat> some of the kids that we work with are in that school currently, oh. and so it's kind of interesting just to see the. Are they fragile? Uh, I don't believe those are. I, w- I, w- I will be shocked if they are. I also saw this kind of funny photo, you know, on the face bag. They put pictures with text on it to kind of make a point. Yep. And this is a picture of a lady in a... Is this a trigger warning? Uh, uh, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about um, the religious attire of a religion that's based in the Middle East. Baha'i? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, I said, um, ladies in a thingy, just her face is exposed. I don't know what that is. Burka. Uh, it's not, I don't know. It, it, her, her, uh, her whole face is exposed. And it says, in my country, I'm forced to keep my mouth shut. But here in the U.S., presumably, I am free to talk trash about this country in hopes that it can come, it can soon change into a country where I'm forced to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's silly, but kind of ironic. Well, it'd be ironic if she, uh, if she hated not being able to say anything. Then it'd be ironic, because a lot of them are brainwashed and believe that, you know, there should be Sharia law. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I do know. Okay. I've seen the polls. One day, you know, Trump's up. The next day, Hillary's up. Mm-hmm. No agenda. Their thought, their belief is that the adver- the pollsters and the advertising agencies do that to try to get more money yeah. from the politicians. Yeah, if you make it a close race, then each candidate's got to buy more ads. It makes perfect more. sense. Um, makes nothing but sense. So, <clears throat> what does your own personal little poll say? Meaning, in be- you know, when you poll your- in between your ears, how do you think it's going to end up? Who's going to win? Well, um, Jesus wins. True. Okay. Evil loses. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, not that end. Do you, you want think, a much closer end? Do you think they're about going, the election? Yeah, they're going to do whatever it takes to win, even um, voter fraud, or they're going to take whoever wins and then use it, the Illuminati I'm talking about, to their own agenda, to further their own agenda. Do you think that they care all that much? I don't know, because as we've talked about in the past, Obama really doesn't seem to be much different than Bush. And he's not. In actual results. Yeah. Now, 
his rhetoric is different. Yeah. And he's a totally different kind of person. He's taller. He's blacker. I mean, there's just different things that he is. And that was probably microaggression that I just said. About him being taller? <laughs> because You're right. Because, yeah. because we're short? Is that what it well, is? Well, <laughs> tall and black. That's kind of, that's a microaggression, right? Which one? Both. Oh. Well, he's tall and black. Okay. Like, I'm assuming that he's tall. Or I'm assuming he's black because, never mind. Well, if you said he was black and then tall, then I would think that you're racist. But since you said he's tall and then black, then I think that you're a heightist. So. <laughs> Is that in the DSM-5? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think that... I really kind of think that Trump's going to win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Only because, short of some miracle, Hillary's health is going to decline pretty bad in the next 60 days. Okay. It has to. I don't know what, I'm, what are they going to do? Jack her up on morphine? Do I mean, what are they going to do? Sure. To keep her from... Can you imagine what will happen if in the middle of a debate, which they're supposed to have three, yep. in the middle of a debate, she has a coughing fit? What are they going to do? Or she has her little... Another for episode. Cocoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another health episode. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hot in there, so she should be okay. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine uh, what that will do? Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, it, it just eliminates her from any credibility. Or, I guess, or it gives her the sympathy. Or yeah. The sympathy from from the people. But would it get us... But then... I don't know how she can keep the sympathy because she goes on Anderson Cooper and opens her mouth and any sympathy that you have yeah, five minutes you want to shove it down her things, throat. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Jill Stein, the yeah. Green Party candidate, mm-hmm. <laughs> she tweeted I th- it appeared as though it was her tweet. Anyway. Said it would be unfortunate if Hillary would have to drop out. There would be literally dozens of people unhappy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good old Tim Kane. <laughs> so, what was it last week that you talked about uh, what could happen if between election and yeah. inauguration, yeah. a candidate dies or is incapacitated to the point that they yeah. can't serve, and that the the vice president, yeah, would become president. So, who becomes vice in that case? Um, because it's not like Speaker of the House would move up. Yeah, that's if the if. There's no president to fill. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that the Senate would decide. Oh, but or... they just get to a point. They would appoint well, somebody. Well, but the vice president is the president of the Senate. Yeah. So then, does the ranking member in the Senate become that? Um. Of the same party, maybe. Uh, like the minority speaker of the House, or mm, yeah, okay. I don't know. Would, huh. I don't know. I I think about it, but... <sighs> Who do you think is going to win? I just see Hillary doing these things, and it, to me it, it feels like just raw ambition on overload. And there... I, I, I Literally, I don't get it at all. Like I don't get why um, why Democrats would support her 
mm-hmm. because she's obviously lying. Um, she's completely disingenuous. She's a thief. She's everything that a progressive Democrat hates as a person in her in her life. She's got all this money. She uh, she manipulates people. Uh, you can bribe her. Um, I mean, it seems like everything that that a progressive would hate. So I don't get. I don't get um, how the uh, the journalists are supporting her so much. But isn't that stuff only bad when it's the opposite of your views? <clears throat> I mean, th- that's clearly how it rolls. Yeah. I what I don't get. Oh, uh, th- this is this is my point. I don't I don't think that the powers that be, the people behind the scenes are really pushing Hillary unless unless something's going to happen because if Hillary is actually that sick, they know that there's going to be this huge crisis that's going to come up. Why would you continue to push her? Why not get somebody that's going to push your agenda along? I mean, they could have gotten a, such a better candidate that would have crushed Trump. Even Bernie Sanders, I think, would have crushed Trump. And then they would have had four years to appoint Supreme Court justices. It seems it seems insane that they would push Hillary unless there's some longer-term plan in place. Do you know what I mean? It just seems it it to, like you can look at Obama and go, I could see the, his his handlers promoting him because he's always golfing. He says one thing, but then he turns around and does something else. But you could see them because you know that what's coming out of his mouth didn't come from his head. But Hillary, I just don't get. She's not a good mouthpiece for the Illuminati. So I, I, I don't know. I don't. I have a hard time figuring this out. This is like short circuiting me. Well, I think we need to then look more into Tim Kaine. <clears throat> Who is he tied to? Yeah, because for them to push her so much, there's a reason she picked him. He's a Jesuit, you know. So are the Jesuits behind him? Is he going to be the Antichrist? The Tim Kaine? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is, and the Pope will be the the uh, oh, false brother. prophet. Well, there you They're both it. Jesuits. Huh? <laughs> we figured it out. Hillary's got to die. So well, we Tim knew Kane, that anyway, didn't we? Tim Kaine's got to come in. He's the great whore of Babylon. <laughs> wow. Huh. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. In 2008, Kane back. You know now, since we figured that out, <clears throat> we're what? going to die. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> For the record. <clears throat> 
2008, Kane backed a $22 million proposal in the Virginia, Virginia General Assembly to make pre-kindergarten education more accessible to at-risk four-year-olds. Virginia was rated as the best state to raise a child in 07. And so that was in 08. They tried to fix that because apparently that wasn't good in 07. Ah, 08, vice presidential speculation. Obama campaigned for Tim Kaine in 05. Okay, so there's a connection there, a little bit. Kaine announced his support for Senator Obama in February 07, and it was maintained... It was maintained that Kane's endorsement was the first from a statewide elected official outside of Illinois because Kane was a relatively popular governor of a southern state. What? Virginia? Is that really considered southern? Maybe, yeah. I guess. You know where he's, you know where he's born? Um, I, I'll tell you. St. Paul, Minnesota. No. Yep. That's interesting. He's an attorney, so he obviously has sold his soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's a Jesuit attorney. Went to Har- Harvard. Yeah. Hmm. Wait a second. How old is he? He was born in 58. 58. When was Obama born? A 61, I think. Something like that. Any he- chance they were at Harvard together? No. He, uh, for nine months, he he helps was he, Jesuit was missionaries. was he in school with Barry Satoro? What's... <laughs> oh. Maybe he is he doesn't Barry know Sa- <laughs> Satoro. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I, I don't get... I don't get him. <clears throat> I don't either. I don't get why they, why they, uh, why they would support. They would have him, um, as a vice president candidate, unless I don't know. Kane on abortion, birth control, and sex ed. Kane, a Roman Catholic, is personally opposed against abortion, but is largely inclined to keep the law out of women's reproductive decisions. Kane has said, quote, I'm a strong supporter of Roe v. Wade and women being able to make these decisions. In government, we have enough things to worry about. We don't need to make people's reproductive decisions for them. So he's a whore. Sure. Kane supports some legal restrictions on abortion, such as requiring parental consent for minors with a judicial bypass procedure and banning late-term abortions in cases where the woman's life is not at risk. In 2009, Kane signed a bill to create a Choose Life license plate among the more than 200 Virginia specialty plates already offered, the proceeds of which would partly go to Heartbeat International, a Christian organization that operates anti-abortion crisis Pregnancy centers. Planned Parenthood and NARAL Pro-Choice America expressed disappointment in Kane's decision. Kane considered such license plate messages a matter of free speech and added that the move was, quote, in keeping with the Commonwealth's long practice of approving specialty plates with all manner of political and social messages. 
McCain previously criticized the Obama administration for, quote, not providing a broad enough religious employer exemption in the contraceptive mandate of the Affordable Care Act, but praised the 2012 amendment to the regulations that allowed insurers to provide birth control to employees when an employer was an objecting religious organization. This wording is funny. Praised a 2012 amendment to the regulations that allowed insurers to provide the birth control. They already had to provide it. That was already in the bill. Yeah. But we had to pass it to to know what's in it. Hmm. 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 Ooh, guns. Kane is a gun owner. He has supported expanded background checks for weapons purchases as well as, quote, restrictions on the sale of combat-style weapons and high-capacity magazines. As governor, Kane oversaw the closing of loopholes in the Virginia law that allowed some who had failed background checks to purchase guns. Now, why would that be the case? In the Senate, Kane has supported legislation for which, re- for which would require background checks to be performed for weapons sold via gun shows and via the interweb. Which they already are. Right. He also supports legislation to bar weapons sales to suspected terrorists on the no-fly list. He has a 100% rating from the Brady campaign. Well, that's not good. And an F rating from the NRA. (laughs) There you have it. You can't have it both ways, Timmy. The only way that you can... um that you can stop, you know, the quote-unquote gun show loophole is is to make it illegal for you to sell a weapon to anybody else unless it goes through a federal firearms dealer. So you couldn't, or you couldn't even give a weapon to somebody else unless it goes through a federal firearms dealer. Well, Oregon is trying that. Uh-huh. You can't transfer a weapon to anyone. You can't even like let someone borrow it without doing a background check on them. Now, that doesn't require an FFL, but that's the next step. Because now all they have to say is, you know what? We can't keep track and make sure. So, yeah, next thing you're going to have to go through a dealer. Yeah. I mean, they have, uh, have you ever, uh, are you familiar with gunbroker.com? I've, I've looked at it. I ain't never bought nothing. I've bought a few. <clears throat> uh, a few. A few something. Thr- a few boxes of <laughs> of brass. No. I have bought. I bought a, a t-shirt. I bought a sweatshirt. <laughs> I had a sweatshirt made. It's a custom sweatshirt shop. I may or may not have had to go through a federal firearms dealer when, because mm-hmm. it, it went through the mail. Well, Cabela's now. You, you can buy. I think any. Any kind of gun from Cabela's online, uh huh. It just gets delivered through a dealer, and then you do that background check and do their paperwork right there. Yeah, and then you pay them whatever the fee is. Yeah, fifty bucks or hundred bucks or something. Twenty five. I don't know what that is to get them to do it. They, they depends get something upon, out of it. Yeah. Ooh, workers' rights and gender equality. This is Tim Kaine. He's generally pro union and has received a 96% lifetime Senate voting rating from the AFL-CIO, which praised his selection as vice presidential nominee. However, Kane supports Virginia's longstanding right-to-work law, which frees union non-members from any legal obligation to pay fees to a union that bargains collectively on their behalf. 
Kane supports the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, which expands the cases in which worker can, in which worker can sue against gender pay discrimination. Following his selection by Clinton as a running mate in 16, Kane was praised by the National Organization for Women. Now, Kane favors an increase in the minimum wage. That's a great idea, Tim. Genius. Oh. Oh. But don't worry. You can now buy the iPhone in jet black. You couldn't before? Oh, not jet black. Why would you open, or why would you buy, why would you care? You're not going to buy a case for it? Well, if you do an interweb search for a jet black iPhone, just look at it. Look it up. Look it up, 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 pop, 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 pop. Jet? Jet black iPhone. Black iPhone 7, you mean? Yep. Yeah! What's that on the back of it? <laughs> what? Well, it's just. <laughs> so, a device that you're going to hold in your hand, you're going to touch, you're going to fingerprint, you're going to do everything you want. Apple decides to make it so pretty that you can't touch it or else it will fingerprint and smudge. It is Whoa. the shiniest black you can get. Piano black, shiny, highest gloss finish shows any kind of abrasion there's even a disclaimer at the bottom of the website we're gonna find it because it's funny now apple knows best and they have courage so we can't the really gloss finish <laughs> of the jet phone black iphone jet, jet, 7 jet phone black, or yes. jet black iphone 7 is achieved through precision nine step yes. anodization and policy yes its surface is equally as hard as mm -hmm. other anodized Apple products. But... However, its high shine may show show fine fine micro abrasions with use. So I was uh, listening to a guy talk who was at there at the keynote last week, and afterward they have a bunch you can touch. He said that the sample unit that had only been touched right there. Yep. Had scratches, tiny scratches showing on it already. Man. What a joke. So the, that's if you want the jet black. Type. Sure, yeah. That's the only glossy one. The problem I have with it, it's probably gorgeous, but the problem I have with it is iPhone 1, like the original iPhone. Yeah. I think it was plastic on the back, and it was shiny black, and it looked terrible. Don't get bitter. Mm-hmm. But this one is splash resistant. That means you can frolic about in the sprinkler with your well, phone. I sure like to frolic about. That's for sure. Sprinkling. Did you see this? 
Would you look at that? Would you look at look at this? Mm-mm-mm. Talking about money, 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 money. 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 We talking about money, money. Money. This is the David Allen Show. Money is the root of all the evil. Which I don't think that's how it goes, but hey. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news, Kurt Busch is getting married in January. Kurt Busch, everybody. Who's he? Tony Stewart joked Thursday that he might have a tough time making it to Kurt Busch's wedding since Bush will be getting married during the weekend of next year's Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. That's interesting. With the final night of racing taking place Jan- January 14, 2017. Oh, he's a race The Chili Bowl driver? is a standard stop in Stewart's calendar every year. Bush confirmed to FoxSports.com that he and his fiance Ashley Van Meter will be wed in the Caribbean next January. The couple is planning an intimate wedding of about 30 guests, followed by a party for about 300 in Florida. She's the one, Bush said to his bride-to-be, oh, of his bride-to-be, during Chase Media... Chase, oh, man, this branding is genius. During Chase Media Day in Chicago on Thursday, Stuart ribbed Bush, saying he might not be able to attend the wedding because of the Chili Bowl conflict. Quote, hey, by the way, they're talking about your quote-unquote poor planning on your wedding date. I'm going to get a cutout stand-up, and I'll be there as the thin guy. (laughs) Why do we care? Why do we care? Holy cow! Now, by we, you mean you, right? Because <laughs> I don't oh, care. I don't, I don't care. I just jumped on the first story I could find. Because I don't care. Because I knew you needed some sports <laughs> ammunition to take to the water cooler. Oh, wait. You don't have a water cooler anymore. No. This is your water cooler. hey oh. Hey. Oh? Hey. This is your water cooler. That's our new show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe that's it. The water cooler. No, this is your water cooler. This is the this water. This is your water This cooler. is your. This is your this water This is cooler. our water. Sorry. 
It's for you, not me. It's for you. Well, this is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com on the Instagram. David Allen Show. Uh, follow us. No one else does. <laughs> <laughs> My microphone's falling apart again. Not again. Oh yes. Yes again. Oh yes. Uh, email DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. If you knew what was good for you. And I'm spent. <laughs> Don't worry, David is spent. Yes. Yes. Well, well you uh, look at this. Look at this. As we end wrap up this show, just look at it. Look at it. Would you look at this? <laughs> I just want to say, get him and say, would you look at this? Would you look at it? You just look at this. <laughs> Ed, what is it? Ed Bass, um, um, uh, something. That's his name. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at this. Look at just, just look at look. this. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, go to the interweb. Uh, search for look at this guy. <laughs> and there you have it. There you have it. Would you just look at this? Would you? This is the David Allen Show. I want you to look at the DavidAllenShow.com. Just, just look go at there it. and look at it. Look at look that at it. Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Yes. yes. Look at us. And just look at it. Just look at it. Have a great night looking at it. Toodles. Look at it. And if you have to close your eyes, just look at it. Look at it.